It's the Dirty Sheets back once again. Everybody's favorite wrestling podcast that does not have actual wrestlers on it. Uh, I'm Cab Manning. I am from the Lingus Mafia podcast. All my nonsense is at Lingus Mafia. And you know what? The big thing coming up soon, Billy, that you're going to be participating in with getting the odds together is the Miss Lingus is going to be coming now. Uh, this is the month for Miss Lingus. If anyone wants to participate and vote in the hottest chick in wrestling, DM our friend Rob. It is at Rob Casso, and that O at the end is a zero. R-O-B-C-A-S-S zero. That's who you want to DM. If you can't remember that, hit me up at Lingus Mafia, and I will direct you to him for voting. Billy will have odds. Uh, next week, we will have the entire list of who is in 32 competitors, and uh, that's when Billy will sink his teeth into who will do what. Uh, speaking of, I'm with Billy Body. He's the number one uh, guy in this world that gives you what's going to happen in the world of wrestling like he did last week when we had our guest uh, X-Zero on there. Um, he was saying something about Omos and Brock was a swerve, bro. And... Uh, it seemed to not be a swerve, unfortunately, for us. I did, I did tell him on the show that it wasn't going to be a swerve. I was very but, sad you know, that you were right. Yeah, but I mean, this is the thing. I was saying to the guy, uh, and to his credit, he has got a lot of very strange things right. Um, I mean, his rundown, his rundown sheet for, uh, for SmackDown came out yesterday. And from what I'm hearing today, it is very close to being correct. So he got that ahead of me. So I'll, I'll call that, you know, as a, as a win, but at the end for, for him, but at the end of the day, like by the time I get it and, and put it out, whether he got it first or whatnot, I will still put out the right thing before it happens. And I will still, you know, uphold my statistical number, which is like in the high nineties of if I, I'll check. And before I say anything, and, and bring it to the table, it will be correct. And, that's, and that was the difference that I was trying to, to say to him last week, whereas he's got these crazy stories, but he's fucking pulling the trigger with everything, like, all over the place. It's like, dude, research this a little bit harder because this is a fucking toxic industry. Most of the people that watch this are fucking losers that want you to fail. So it was <laughs> like, they will, they will put more emphasis on the 30% of the time you're wrong and he should not be holding a 30% wrong number. And he doesn't need to have that because he wants to run with every story. And I was mm -hmm. trying to say, Hey, double check it. Like be sure, get your number like to 90, like I have. And, and it, it, there's not, there's a lot less to say, which is why my trolls got to go, go to the whole, you're transphobic, you're homophobic, you're racist, like that kind of shit instead, because they can't say anything about the news because mm -hmm. they'd be fucking idiots. Like, so they always go to the, to the other shit, but you know, I don't care about that shit. Chinese See, are, the Chinese, Chinese are crazy. There's men and women. That's you're not going to get a Hershey's bar this week. What's that? <laughs> they have a tranny advertising Hershey's and it's, it's called Hershey's. <laughs> you know, I'm in Vegas. I haven't fucking switched on my, I haven't switched on my TV yet since I've been here, which is weird for me because usually you got Seinfeld running 
all day. It is well, usually yeah, it's on it's on one of the channels. I think it's usually a, a TBS or something like that. It's on fucking constantly, <laughs> which is great. Um, yeah, Billy's in town for the fight, and then he uh, he got uh, tickets. He went and bought a couple tickets for um, for the Chase Center for AEW. We won't uh, ask where he's at because then people will go look for him in the oh. fucking good seats down oh. fucking low by the, uh, you know, ringside. Listen, you just, buried, you just buried me there by saying I bought AW tickets. Well, I'm trying to uh, K5 things, Billy. Right. Yes. Right. So you bought right. your tickets and uh, you will be up in the nosebleeds. So look for Billy there. Uh, he'll be wearing his big cowboy hat so you can <laughs> spot him. Did you bring your cowboy hat, by the way? That sombrero that you like to wear? Did you bring that? I bought that, you fucking idiot, because I was in the, I was in South. I was in, I, I was in, I was in, the, I was in a place where I didn't, I didn't wear that in Orlando or New York and the other two places. I it's my favorite. Like I, I wore it. I wore it because I was in the place. That's a fucking expensive hat as well. I can't believe it. Did you bring it this time? No. Okay. No, because I mean. I mean, fucking Vegas. <laughs> is, is this is this Hillbillyville? No, <laughs> no, not in Vegas. You're not. Um, do you like to gamble in it's Vegas? Just... Do you like to uh, do the the machines, or you go to the sports book over there mostly? I'll do something. I'm going to pull out three hundred bucks later on, which is going to be my um, gambling stripper fund for mm. for today, and I'll probably pull the same out tomorrow. So yeah, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna probably go through just I'm just under a thousand while I'm here, which is gonna which is just chuck away money um, for for those things. But it will be split split equally between strippers and gambling because that's not the type of gambling I like to do. When I do my service, I don't consider that to be gambling. I always call it sports investing because yeah. of the search and analytics that obviously go into it. So I don't see the two things as the same thing. You know, blackjack and things of that nature is is, is proper gambling so i'll do some proper gambling and some and some strip clubs i mean disco runs it runs a strip club so we've, he's already been in touch oh that's um, cool so we're gonna so hook up the um yeah it's kind of weird it's it's exact it's parallel to to you because it's like i've worked with him now for three years and i meet him three years later for the first time and it was <laughs> exactly the same we do it's the same time same timeline that's you funny yeah, we had done this, and then we met up at uh, Mania New Orleans and uh, hung mm -hmm. out there. Um, you got to do my my uh, strategy for roulette because I, I play roulette, and I, I saw a strategy which was, say, uh, you know, if you have big money or not, whatever. Um, if you're doing, you do 20 bucks on, like, the 50-50s, even though they're not 50-50, but red, black, odd, even, whatever, right? You put a 20 down. If you win, you double your money. You take a 20, you put it aside. Now you do a 20 again on that same thing. If you lose, now you put 40 down. If you lose that, you now put 80 down. Then if you win, boom, you pull half again, and then you start over again. So, because for the most part, you're not going to go like 13 in a row that are, you know, the opposite. So I did it like with 100 bucks. And got myself an extra hundred bucks and then walked the fuck away. So it seems to uh, work well. I like to do roulette. That's my game. That could be an approach for following these shit gamblers on Twitter. You could just pick any random one and just turn around and go, he's crap. 
but he can't be crap enough to lose 10 days in a row. So, I mean, you could use, you could implement that with anything really. Yeah. I mean, well, it's instant, more instant gratification. Cause you're like, okay, well now I just got, you just got to keep doubling it. If you're losing, keep doubling, keep doubling. That's why it's like, you know, you, for the people that aren't spending a lot of money, if you're doing it within 10 bucks at a time, then you're doing 20 bucks and you're doing 40 bucks and you're doing, you know, so 80 bucks. So, you know, that kind of like this, um, it's kind of like this Cody Rhodes push, like one week, he might hit a good promo, but then it would be fucking six weeks of boredom bullshit. And then, and then, and then when he does something good, everybody would be like, "Oh, you see, it's the next John Cena." What's your but best feel most- on this? Is do you think they're going to have him win this thing, or because uh, Zero was saying that he was hearing um, that it was still going to be Roman, which I'm really hoping he's right. I think with Vince McMahon involved. Again, which, by the way, to clear up a story, he's not involved in terms of him saying it has to be Brock and Omos. That's not actually true. Um, with, with Lashley, what I was saying last week, with Lashley and Brock being saved for a, a, a bigger date, um, which will probably be the one of the main matches at Saudi, which really is stupid because mania should be the most important thing. But because they've already got everyone's money, they don't have to... They don't have to waste things here, which is a weird way to look at it. But that that was the main reason. It was like, oh, let's find him someone else to work with. Now, Brock turned down a number of other people, including saying, I'm not fucking working with Braun Strowman ever again. Um, so that's how we ended up with almost was like an agreeable person. I believe as well, from what I'm told, that Undertaker was involved as well because he's quite high on almost and he's friends with both of the two guys and kind of put that pairing together so um yeah in, in that in that sense that's how we get to that it's not that so much to do with vince but vince is involved and um i believe with roman being so close to the thousand and with the saudi show being from what i not calculated myself but heard um that could be day number 999 when you go to saudi mm-hmm. i think you, you gotta go with that but i don't know it depends it depends how negotiable Roman is because what people, the part don't understand, the people that people don't understand is, is that you might want him to win and I might want him to win and people might want to continue to see him on TV. He wants the break that he was supposed to have. Like this break has been promised to him for, for a while. So it's a case of saying, hey, do you want to be a thousand day champion? Will you stay on and do these additional dates for us and and you know come come in and work during what was supposed to be a long-term break or is he going to be like fuck this i agree to lose i want to lose i don't want these records i want i want the holiday that was promised to me and that would be a weird thing these these records are going to be more important or this story is more important to to fans and supporters of roman than it is to to him i think but if he turns around and says yeah, I'm fine doing that, and he's actually happy to keep the belt, then then I'm sure it will happen. I just don't know how it's going to go. I think ultimately it will be Roman's call. From a business standpoint, looking at the numbers that I get access to, he has to keep the belt. They The whole the whole bloodline is so clear of everything else. And yeah, Cody's appearing in these top five um, merchandising numbers, mm-hmm. but he's just got so much stuff. And before... We did we did a whole bit before when we talked about merchandising units versus merchandising sales of different things, and what that means is is that Sami Zayn could have a T-shirt 
that sells fucking 6,000 t-shirts at a house show, right? Mm -hmm. And Cody Rhodes could have a t-shirt that sells just 2,000 at a house show. But then if you, if you, if you buy Cody's cap and Cody's dog tags and Cody's signed picture, which is the easiest and most popular selling items at every event, which is an opportunity to own a signed piece of memorabilia for 20 bucks, which you know is a, is a hot cake. And the markup on that item is about 2000% because mm-hmm. of what it costs to print a photo. Right. So, um, in, in that sense, you know, Cody ends up, uh, pulling a, a, a higher merchandise number from the show, but his units are not comparable to Sammy who did well with his one t-shirt. And I'm just using Sammy as an example because that's been consistent throughout back in the time where the original Bray Wyatt fiend character came in, um, he, he was doing ridiculous numbers with the few bits he had and one t-shirt was killing it. The stupid plastic marks with masks were killing it. Then he had high end items where it was like, okay, he hasn't got a lot of stuff, but his custom belt is $400 and his rubber mask is $70 and people are fucking buying it and buying it a lot. The teddy bears were $40 each. They were sold out. Uh, the pig and the, fucking whatever they were all of them were sold out they were hard to get so yeah this this is my example like sometimes like less is less is more and in terms of when they're looking at um who who actually sells the more there's lots of ways to look yeah cody's got loads of stuff and when you add it all up it's it it you know it adds up to a lot of money but there's also a lot of stuff left you know they're not restocking like the cody stuff just gets moved over to the next show gets reloaded into the truck Oh, how many Cody T-shirts we got left? Oh, we got thousands. So just move them over to the next town. It's not like that. It's not like they're fucking hotcakes. So this is what I mean. Nothing compares to the Bloodline. Uh, that is a they, everything they have is a hotcake. Um, and yeah, I, I just think it's a really difficult like business decision to pull that trigger. I, I believe as we approach Mania, there will have to be a conversation where they say to Roman, "How do you feel about turning up to Saudi Arabia?" Um, you know, and, uh, and, and, and holding on till SummerSlam or whatnot, because it's, it's just, it's just makes business sense. You know, I, I, I could see the whole, uh, if Roman cries about, you know, I supposed to have my time off and this and that, I, what did you think about my idea where it's, well, if they just took a day to record a few backstage things where they pretended it was not recorded and he could be on, TV for probably two months worth. If they actually knew a storyline, that's the problem. They never know what the hell they're doing. But he could be seen on TV and he could be on a fucking island for two months because if you think about it, it, how much time would you have off? A month? And he's on TV maybe two times in that entire month. So that's only, you know, two things you'd have to record and you would still have your month off, but nobody would uh, have any idea about it anyway. Yeah, I think it's a negotiable situation. I know he wants the time off and whatnot, but I think it would be more, more, more final if it was a case of, oh well, I'm I'm having this time off because I'm having this surgery, or I'm having this time off because I'm going to record this movie and that movie because we know that's where it's going with him. Um, we know, we know that there'll be movie parts and things in the future, but there isn't one right now and there isn't a surgery or anything required as far as I'm aware. So it would just be a simple case of 
paying him to, to, to come in and do these dates. Um, him obviously wanting to do as less TV as possible. But I think the issue is Triple H and Triple H wanting to split the titles and have two champions on two different house shows and trying to fill the remaining pay-per-view cars with numerous title matches and having somewhere to go this year with your actual Money in the Bank winner rather than being being so locked as it was last year. So it's it's a difficult one because Triple H really wants two titles and two brands and I, I believe that he wants two champions by the time that the brand extension comes, which I believe will be has been moved again. I think they want to get the rematches out of the way at Backlash before they before they do it, which would actually mean that as they head to Saudi, they would go to Saudi with a fresh roster and they would come to the UK uh, for money in a bank with a relatively fresh roster. But um, I don't know. I, I, I just think the numbers are the numbers are a little overwhelming. So, and it would be it would be a difficult call to make. So for the last we'll go the last thirteen minutes of this show, let's uh, go over some mania card stuff. Uh, the things we know right now, and then what we kind of predict that might add to this show. Uh, you have your well, main. Adding, adding, adding to that point as well, like we didn't we didn't touch on it, but just to finish up on mm-hmm. that, um, for Raw this week was way down, and you know. I, I I believe that's a bad sign with for, for for Cody Rhodes because that's the main person that was on the show. I understand it. he only faced like Chad Gable, but he was supported by you know Brock answering Omos's challenge, which is also a bad sign for that too. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, all in all, you shouldn't have a a drop of this of this of these proportions coming into Mania season. Uh, 300,000 people is a lot, given that you had a title change in the main event with, with Trish coming back. And um, and yeah, like it's it's not a good sign at all moving forward where, you know, you do such big, such big numbers for um, such big numbers where the where you're doing the Sammy bloodline storyline. And then you do such a big drop on Raw the week that Sammy and the bloodline storyline isn't on Raw. Are you on my bandwagon yet that I've been yelling for how long that I think it will be a uh, a six-woman tag match yet for Mania where it's Trish, Lita, and Becky against Damage Control? No, I won't be that. Still not going there. What, what do we think this is? I still think, and I, and I don't know for sure because everything changes a lot, but I still believe that they are creating a lot of stupid teams to put into a stupid match. Mm-hmm. So it looks like that uh, Nikki Cross and Candice is a team. It looks like Chelsea Green and Carmella is a team. Um, Ronda and Shayna, obviously a team. Uh, Shotzi and... Na- no, not Shotzi. It's the other girl um, this week. Um, Natty and... Knox, yeah. Natty and Knox. Oh, um, uh, Dakota Kai and EO, obviously. Um, so yeah, it looks like we are having a big women's tag team match because, oh. you know, if you if you have the smaller match, then you have Becky and Ronda in, in a tag team match and mm-hmm. essentially you're doing that match at Mania again. You already watered that down with a triple threat. Now you water it down by the tag. By the time we get to next year, when these two girls are supposed to main event one of the nights against each other, it's like, well, it's the third time they've touched at Mania. It's really lost. It really loses its, its um, its gusto. Whether whether Heyman 
you know, whether Paul Heyman is managing Ronda Rousey by then or not, um, it's still it's still a difficult sell. Um, what do you think Bailey's going to be doing then? Nothing. Mm, very good. Um, <laughs> poor Bailey falling there. down. Um, so what do you? Looking. <laughs> she eating rice and beans on the sideline. Um, what do you think is going to be how they play this Usos thing with Sammy and Owens? Because we've all known that it was going to be this tag match, right? But it is going there very differently than I thought, for sure. I thought it was going to be they, you know, obviously turned on Sammy and beat the shit out of him, and there you go. It's way different because Jay is still with the whole you know, don't know where he is, and he's still not fully into it. I'm almost thinking he's going to go into the match, like really not wanting to be into the match, and then walk out halfway through it and be like, I don't want to do this. This is bullshit. I'm forced to do this. I'm out of here. It's kind of a scab way of them losing the titles. But uh, at this point, do you see Jay just going fully in, and he's just going to be, you know, jump on Sammy and start beating the shit out of them so they have this match? Um, yeah, I think he has to, he has to turn and perhaps, you know, this, this week's a good way to do it because he's in the ring with his, with his actual, with his, with his younger brother. So maybe Sammy's en route to winning this week because it's Sammy and Solo tonight. And maybe that's when the final decision comes, uh, because it it is being quite drawn out. Look, I, I don't think this storyline is, is, is good the way they're doing it. Um, obviously, it was red hot after the rumble, but I don't believe you did the right thing at Montreal. I think you needed a clean direction where Jay just made his decision at Montreal. You did the big heat transfer. You did Montreal absolutely hating Jay. And then you then you put a lot of heat on the match. What you did instead is you, you made people actually think that you know, Sammy could be added to this Cody thing and, and whatnot. Um, and it would be interesting really to see how people respond to Cody tonight on the same show as Sammy because if Roman Reigns had gone to Raw you wouldn't have had that that extra element on there mm-hmm. but to have Sammy and Cody in the same building tonight is a very strange very strange decision uh, because you'll you'll clearly see that Sammy is more popular than than Cody and as I've reiterated on the show I've not even I've not pulled and said that Sammy should win the belt mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think either of them should, should challenge for the uh, should not challenge sorry should, either of them should win the title I believe that this Roman machine should continue to beat baby faces that are, that are popular. That's the whole point of it. You, you want Sammy to win. You want Cody to win. You want Randy Orton to win when he comes back and, and have Roman beat everybody. That's that's the heat. The heat he hasn't had for during the first two, two and a half years of the run because he's just been so popular. Now he's getting the heat. You want to quickly, you want to pull the trigger on the first you know, the first guy that comes along that might have the crowd behind him. Stupid. Doesn't make any sense. The number the number thirty winner, number thirty winner of the rumble just comes in and is handed an opportunity and just wins the belt. Like it's not it's not right. That's what's uh, really odd. I, I'm more shocked that they had him be thirty. <laughs> yeah. I and I mean if you wanted to build somebody up to be like, oh my God, he won. It's like that's what's really odd to me. It's like it's showing they handed it to him, kind of. So, um, do you think or know one or the other? Is there going to be uh, the Andre Battle Royal in this thing? Nah, I don't think. I think these are the type of things that Triple H is trying to move away from. I have seen a story in terms of 
people say him, you know, being said that people will be disappointed and there's not going to be a forced effort to get everybody on. Good. But then, <laughs> but, but, you know, I feel that, I feel that at the same time, that really only is applicable to the men because if I'm correct about they're moving in this direction for this women's tag team match, mm-hmm. then that is getting everybody on. I mean, it could be done another way where um, there's a women's tag team match and the winners of that match face um, Becky and Leah the next night. That could be a better way mm-hmm. where if on night you do tag team turmoil, Ronda and Shayna win it. And then on night two, they get their title shot. That could be a better way as opposed to having the the tag match actually be tag team turmoil. But as I said, again, I think you're trying to eliminate Becky and Ronda being so involved with each other this year where they're, they're cutting promos on each other and all that. Um, if Heyman's involved next year, that's a fresh angle. But if Heyman's involved next year because Ronda wants him as a manager, then he's got to be away from the bloodline, which means that this Roman run doesn't get to 40 or Heyman gets kicked out of the bloodline. So mm. it could be Roman getting past Cody, but I can't see Roman getting to next year's WrestleMania, and which will mean as well the Rock thing could be done. Because unless The Rock tells WWE in the next two weeks that, okay, I can't do, I didn't do this year's WrestleMania, but I will turn up at WrestleMania 40 to set up next year's, I, I will set up WrestleMania 40 at the end of WrestleMania 39. And the last thing you see is them squaring up. I think people will accept that. But from what I'm understanding is that Triple H has made a right balls up of this. And there's a lot of guys that just prefer working for Vince. Like you, you had Austin locked in and he's not doing it. You have the Rock situation, which is partly down to Triple H, but partly down to the fact that Vince is a rapist. And then you have Brock Lesnar <laughs> saying that he's not, that Rock, Brock Lesnar is told them that he's not renewing his contract. So he could be finishing up at Saudi Arabia, um, which don't, will be his last show. Don't you think that uh, Paul Heyman could do uh, both, as in managing Ronda and doing Bloodline? Like he, they could make a thing of it where he goes and asks permission. Um, to do something and say, you know, my priority is always bloodline, but I would like to be able to do this. And he grants him his wish. You know, you're you're able to uh, do something else. If Ronda Rousey is on Raw, yeah. If Ronda Rousey mm. is is the person who beats Bianca Belair, then, then yeah. But, I mean, I'm just very under... So I saw this tweet this week, and it was like um, fantasy booking Oscar and Bianca Belair, to which... I, I just sort of questioned who fucking sits there in their bedroom and 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 has fantasy booking ideas about Bianca and Oscar. Wrestling fans. Um, <laughs> Every one of them. Yeah, but, but it's like there's nothing to fantasy book here on any of this card. Like, this is so underwhelming. Um, I did a... Um, I, 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 I did a... Um, a show I did. I did a show with these guys this week, and um, the, the Babyface podcast, I believe it was, and we were talking about how one of the guys in there is going to his first show, and he was very disappointed by it. And actually, much as I'm losing interest in, in attending the show, and me and you have talked about it in terms of, well, are we still going now, or are we not going now? Because it's a, it's, it's an opportunity to, to see each other, which, it, which should, you know. We, we've been doing podcasts for a long time, so seeing each other should be, like, when we can, should be a priority. But it still shouldn't be above the show. Yeah, of course. Like, the show the show should get us there, and hanging out should be secondary. But now it's like, you know, 
the guys that are going over there from from the from the UK, like my like my my buddy Ollie's going over there. You're going over there. Um, you know, Conan's going to be there. It's like I'm I'm prioritizing right. Who do I want to see? Who do I get to see any often? Who do I want to hang out with? All outside of the the WrestleMania card because the WrestleMania card has become so watered down and it's so un WrestleMania like that. It's not really. Um, a, 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 a something that's making me want to go but it's the baby faces podcast that did this week and i was kind of tell the guy to say hey you'll enjoy it anyway um you'll see the signs for wrestlemania you'll see it on the lamppost you'll see yeah. all the video coming up beforehand i said the first time the first time because it's your first time it will still hit it will still hit the card is thus disappointing he was saying his girlfriend's um really like disappointed because she only bought her tickets to see rock and whatever. And I said, mm. you know, what, it'll still be fine. And I was kind of talking him round, but me going to my 14th or 15th, it's like, nah, it's, it's not going to hit. I don't like that. It's it? two I, nights now I, either. That really takes it away from me because it's like, Oh fuck. Now I got to do two days. I haven't, over done, there. One, I haven't done one. Yet. I haven't done one of those yet either. Like have you? Yeah. yeah that's no, I've only done my last mania was the one that, I saw you at at New Orleans, and I was like, that was... I, because I'm like, I, I really could give a shit about going to this one at this point. Me and Fausty were both like, eh, why, why bother at this point? And especially we were like, when you were kind of not wanting to go, I go, well, it's the only reason I'd even bother. And when you were like, oh, that's a lot of pressure, I'm like, don't feel it's a lot of pressure because I could give a shit about going to this show. And I'm not like, oh, I wish I could go. I, I really don't give a shit. Uh, one last question before we're out of here. You got about a minute. Um, one of my favorites is Priest. Any clue what is going on for him at Mania? Everybody seems to have a match. Finn and, and Edge, Rhea, we know. We know Dom's going to be against his father, which, um, who do you think's going to actually, who are they going to give that win to? Dom need it more than Ray does, but everybody wants to see Dom get his ass kicked, so I would think Ray would win. But, um, that's why I was like, oh, if there's an Andre thing, let Priest win that. So he gets something too. He already won that before, didn't he? Or did he not? I don't think he has. I mean, God, I mean, I can't tell you a history of the fucking Andre thing. But I remember. I don't. Maybe I'm getting. I know Corbin's won it. Uh, I know. I know uh, Cesaro won it. We know uh, the other giant won it. You know, Big Show. Um, Bray. Mojo. Mojo. Mojo Mojo. win one. I think you're right. Mojo fucking won one. Oof. <laughs> I think that was the end of it. I think that was what killed it. You got Mojo's name on that trophy. Holy shit. Uh, I've just got a list now. Oh, Madcap won one. Jey Uso won one. Well, I remember the one. Yeah, Jey Uso yeah, Matt- won it. What the fuck? Yeah, no, sorry. But, um, uh, Priest hasn't won it. Mm-hmm. I think he'll just be involved. Like He'll come out with all the other three guys. because um, They've all got big matches. Dom, Finn. Mm-hmm. And Rhea Ripley involved um, in that in that sense, where he comes out three times. But I think that 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 um, that Ray match could be like a jailhouse street fight or something. I've heard possibly, uh, which may allow other people to get involved. But I mean, I was talking to Austin about the Mania card this week, and he You're was saying, saying that that yeah, that's one of the matches that he would have liked to have seen, but isn't interested in anything else other than that one. And he thinks Logan Paul and Seth will be quite interesting. And that's, that's really the attitude from across the board where people are trying to find, um, 
little things on the cards which they can look forward to. Um, it's very the unanimous consensus is that it's very unmania like um, for for a card. But I believe towards the end there'll be those last minute efforts to kind of, to have Austin come in and stun the Miz who's hosting it. But it's it's like you know you didn't even get one of these guys to be a host. Not Austin. Not Hogan. Not Rock. Um, there's no. Um, you know, Fausti made no a talk. joke about that that the announcement was going to be uh, that Maurice's gift was that Miz was hosting. He made a joke about it the week prior, and I stopped in my tracks and I said, you're 100% right. That's what it's going to fucking be. And he goes, no, they can't do that. That's fucking, that's the most, worst thing ever. And I'm like, I'm telling you, this is what this fucking thing is. It makes no sense that it is. And I, I couldn't fucking believe it. he fucking made a joke of it and was 100% right. So, with that said, is your over as we as we approach Mania now? Like yeah. we'll talk more about the card week. We'll also do some of the other historical stuff. We'll talk about old WrestleMania moments and things like that. Because I mean, that's I, I think as we approach Mania season, these are the things that make these podcasts better. Because mm-hmm. I feel that I'm putting the emphasis on ourselves to build up the importance and historical value of wrestlemania because they're not doing it and this card doesn't tell you that this is the show where hogan slammed andre where mm-hmm. austin was involved in where the streak was defended every year this this is not that show this show feels nothing like those shows and it's almost like down to us to sort of have the tie-in so we're going to do that in the recent weeks but the fact that we're in this position where this does feel so unlike mania do you do you think this is a damning kind of um indictment on triple h in terms of where we're at at the moment like what's your how, how do you think this 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 kind of um it's sort of some this this, this 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 part of it kind of summarizes if you were to summarize and draw a line under his first let's he's not been a year but let's say from SummerSlam to mania like how how would you summarize it now considering let's it was a good start at SummerSlam, and now we get to this mania it's very hard to like because uh, how am I going to explain this? It's I don't know a thousand percent sure. Is Triple H the man in charge of all the booking? Is he doing the storylines? Is there restrictions on him? Is there Vince meddling? We don't know a hundred percent. I'm I'd like to think in my okay, head that let, Vince let, is doing. I mean let. that uh, Triple H is doing it, but I don't know. Okay, in a quick so in 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 a quick yes or no. Sure. Like has. Has has the booking been has the booking been good for the people that he's he's bought in? And I'm talking about he bought Braun Strowman back. He doesn't he feels more insignificant than ever. Um, he bought Bray Wyatt back. He bought Karrion Cross back. Don't forget bought, Hit Row, um, the great Hit Row. <laughs> he bought Hit Row back. Yeah, Johnny Gargano. Tell me, Gargano's probably people- the hottest of all of them. Okay, but of all these Dexter Loomis, of all these yeah. like rehires, like which one has been like, oh, that's how you book him. That's what Vince was doing wrong. Look what Triple H has done with Karrion Cross or Braun Strowman or Johnny Gargano. Like, no, no they're all no. equally as shit as if Vince had had them. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. Um, the guys that have come in haven't really done anything. I guess Bray would be the biggest thing. Vince was the devil. Vince was the fucking. Worst booker in history when Karen Cross lost to Jeff Hardy. Yeah, it's it's true. I mean, 
just the the look by itself is better. What now? Oh yeah, by then being a gladiator and without Scarlet and all that kind of stuff. At least there's like hope. It's it really is uh, bad storytelling though. There's it's like you live for bloodline. That was it. Yeah, I don't find him as intimidating with the with the with the slick back hair. I don't like the hair either. I I mean, it's good to have hair if you can, but I think if you're a wrestling character and he looks better without it. I don't think he looks better without it. I mean, yeah. I think women would disagree, but I think he mm. looks better in terms of doing that whole character. And I had no Karen Cross thing. And I had no issue with the with the demolition gear. I actually thought it was fine. So. Oh, um, I, I think he looks. Uh, he doesn't look as great in shape to me either. Looks no, a little soft. Yeah. No. All right, uh, let's get out of here. We will be back next week. Your favorite insider show, uh, of course, is with me and Billy. Why wouldn't you listen? What what, what else would you rather listen to? Of course you're going to do this. If you're listening to, like, the Nash show, I understand, because that's probably the better of all of them. I'm still shocked, like, uh, people listen to the Bruce show. I haven't listened to the Bruce show in years. Years. So, uh, since I lived San Jose, I don't think I've listened to, uh, that show at all. So, uh, if you want to follow my nonsense, like I said, everything of mine is at Lingus Mafia, TikTok, YouTube podcasts. Uh, and if you want to get in on the voting for Miss Lingus, you could either contact me and I'll direct you the right direction, or you can go to the source itself because he will be sending out the ballots and taking your name and telling you the rules that is on Twitter Rob Casso, R-O-B-C-A-S-S, and the number zero. That is how it is spelled. Uh, Billy, where's our best way to find all of your nonsense before we see you all in uh, AEW gear, all excited, running around? Yeah, I'll be wearing my Bloodline t-shirt to that show. Uh, and, and cowboy hat. Go ahead. Fuck you. <laughs> um... Wrestling stuff, thedaysheets.com, uh, at K100 Informer is the Twitter. Um, gambling stuff, very important now because no longer on Patreon. But the good thing about that is is that a lot of people who are hesitant to sign up to the service did not have a full understanding of certain things in terms of um, certain handicap, handicap lines, prop markets, totals, uh, Asian handicaps in soccer, for example, um, tennis, tennis bets like... Um, Plus, plus, uh, plus games handicap, etc., like that. Now we do it all through WhatsApp. So you sign up um, via either Gumroad for where where you only go through Gumroad if you're signing up for a longer term. So if you want six months or a year, use Gumroad because there are discounts there. If not, go to lockbetting.com. 117 months in a row of transparent track profit. When you sign up, I'll ask you for your number. You give me your number. You'll have my number. I'll put you into WhatsApp. You'll be in a WhatsApp group. You'll get your bet. Have any questions? 24 7 availability text me that question and i will tell you what the answer is um doesn't get any better than that like it's fucking you get the you get the bets straight away no waiting and if you don't understand them text me about it it's it's all there it's much it's it's the silver lining from being um kicked off that fucking woke platform from these pussies in san francisco you just know the guy, I was talking to this guy called Bellamy. You just know he's a fucking pink-haired pussy who doesn't even know if he's <laughs> yeah. a borrower. No, so it like it doesn't matter either. Like because the Patreon will take Patreon will also taking eighteen percent of my money. So now I, I give ten percent to Gumroad or four percent to Stripe or PayPal through my website, which is much better for me. 
So I have less people, obviously, but I can I, I, I can make the same money with less people. But mm-hmm. I would like to get everybody back. And I'd like to also obviously have these new customers. And the thing that was probably putting them off was the whole, oh, I don't understand what you're saying on these podcasts that we do about gambling. Oh, I don't understand what that means. Well, sign up, ask me what the questions are, and then make yourself that money. 117 months in a row, every spreadsheet posted, Pin suite at Lockbank.com is is the month of February. That was one thousand three hundred pounds, which is um, over sixteen hundred dollars. You 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 can't afford to not sign up, unless you can't afford to sign up, which could be the case because this is a this is a wrestling show. <laughs> All if you're right. not you're not if you're not one if you're not one of those guys who and if this isn't your fucking sixth podcast between your fourth wank, uh, then then please. <laughs> Hit me up at lockbang.com. But if you are, if you are, if you are one of those people, you see that tab you got on your computer that says apply for a job? Just do it. Just apply for a job and then come back to us and sign up for a bank package. That's it. I'm Kev Manning. He's Billy Body. You have just listened to the Dirty Sheets podcast. It's unbelievable. <laughs>